Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 51. I know I started this one off a little different. I wanted to throw in a song from this cool new band called No Heads um, for a couple reasons. One, they recently released, recently released an EP called Pressure Cracks that you should go check out on their Bandcamp. Just go to just go to Google, type No Heads Bandcamp. You'll find it. And two, they got a local show coming up. So for all my local people, I want you to go check them out at the, uh, the place we talked about before when we had MC on from Old Tigers. They're playing too, by the way. And that's at Skid Row Garage this Friday, which is January 11th. If you are, in fact, calendar challenged. Is that a thing? Can you be calendar challenged? I don't know. I have a problem with dates. But anyway, it's this Friday. Go check out No Heads. Go check out Old Tigers. They're playing at the Skid Row Garage. If you're local and you haven't been there, you're fucking up. You should be there. If you, well, I mean, if, if you like hardcore punk, oi, you know, music that all sounds the same, but it's called different things, it all happens there. So that's where you should be on Friday, January 11th. If you're not there, you, should, you ought to head down 83 to a little city called Baltimore. And that's a little bit what we're going to talk about in this episode. I got Dom from Integrity. Dom's a good friend of mine. Um, so he's got these shows coming up in the, that he's hosting in Baltimore with his band Integrity. And they are there's two shows, the 11th and the 12th. Of January, we're going to talk a little bit about that, and uh, so that's that. That's this episode. So uh, here's some music. Stick around, listen to the whatever. You know how it goes. It's a podcast, whatever. Now, why am I always talking about Asians? It's getting it out podcast. <laughs> Is that where we'll go to a doctor or a veterinarian? <laughs> getting it out podcast. How often do you think you wash your legs? Wash my leg? I'm pretty confident. I'll say something stupid. It's getting it out podcast. Is there a difference between pissing your pants and pissing into your pants? Bunch of dumb shit ran through my mind today. So, let's go over that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm struggling. It's uh, it's Tuesday night, alright? And uh, I just had my um, less than triumphant return to uh, 30 and over basketball. And I wish I had better things to report, but I'm in pain. My, my toes hurt. My ankles hurt. I, my, my shoes are too small, and I keep wearing them. It's the second year in a row I wore them. See, that's a problem with big feet. See, I bought, I bought a pair of size 14 Nikes, and they're just not big enough. I need size 15 in Nike. Nike runs small. Anyway, I got nothing to complain about other than I'm in lots of pain. I'm, I'm very clearly out of shape, and I should have known better. My back's all stiff. It's going to be a bad day tomorrow. I, I think it'll be all right. It's, it's Wednesday. It means we're halfway through, right? Almost halfway through. Whatever. Forget it. All right. So this episode, like I said, I got my friend Dom, uh, who now plays guitar in Integrity and has for the last couple of years. And he's got a couple shows set up coming up this weekend. And Integrity's got new records coming out and all sorts of stuff. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah, better than him to say it than I. Anyway, I don't feel like like I'm name dropping here, but Dom is a very good friend of mine. He's been my landlord. He's uh, used his record label to put out my band's music. But more importantly, he's been a very good friend of mine over the years and a bit of a mentor as well, whether he would like to admit that or not. So thank you to Dom for coming on and doing this. And I hope you, the listeners, enjoy this conversation because that's what's going to happen right now good evening oh good evening hello <laughs> that's a very ominous answer i like it i, I was trying to set the tone <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice and dark yeah yeah well it's not it's not working for me because i'm i'm at my as i told you earlier i'm at my parents house this week or my mom's house this week and uh, i'm in her very uh i don't know how your mom decorates her house now but my mom has gone like full old lady and like the rooms painted, um, painted nice actually, and a pastel yellow. <laughs> my mom's color scheme is not 
that wild. However, there are some uh, some pretty wild. There's like rooms that are fully decorated or intended for nobody to go in. Like there's a second <laughs> kitchen, a second living room that is just for show. I don't know if it's like an old Italian lady thing or what it is, but that's like yeah, well, that's kind of that's kind of the norm with Italian families growing up. Like you had like a second set of rooms that were for showing off your stuff, and then the one that you actually used, which was totally weird because I didn't even have a bedroom growing up. I had to share with my brother. Meanwhile, we had all these other... Ah, that's the whole other story. I'm getting all, all, all fired up. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Are, are you, are you, is your mom still in the house you grew up in? Indeed she is, yeah. So is like your shirtless Bon Jovi poster still on the wall? No, most of that stuff came with me. Uh, it's actually... I think I have that record in question. Uh, it was the Lay Your Hands on Me 12-inch single. That was my sister's. But I ended up inheriting because she doesn't <laughs> care about her records. So, uh, yeah, actually, you know, I, I could probably find it somewhere in this basement mess that I'm actually sifting through at the moment, trying to find the uh, the backdrops for the Integrity shows this weekend. I haven't seen them since uh, the Las Vegas show we played last year. I put them somewhere, and now the magic is finding where that somewhere was. <laughs> well, that's well, that's one of the things we we're going to talk about here, obviously, is that the shows this weekend, but it seems like, it seems like the shows are just about sold out at this point, aren't they? Uh, Saturday has sold out as of today, and um, Friday is getting there now. Last I checked, it was 75 tickets this morning with a week to go, so I'm assuming it's going to end up the same route. Now, how, do, how did you decide to bring bring the, uh, what do you call it, the Ghost of A389 back? Um, you know, honestly, I just, there was a bunch of reasons. I just uh, wanted to do a Baltimore show, obviously, and... Uh, you know, as far as doing it exactly how I want to do it, no one's going to do that except me. So I figured I would take on the responsibility of, uh, I'm a big fan of, you know, the undercard being exactly the way I want it, with the right bands, yeah. and just, you know, everything going the way I want it to go. It's a, it's just a preference thing, control freak thing, even if you will. <laughs> so, uh, that came up and I was, you know, talked about it and, you know, it always falls on the week of my birthday or close to, and I miss that everybody would be in town and hanging out. So it was like my one time a year, aside from all the bands that we get to see is like all my friends would be from all over the world, be in one place for, for the weekend, which was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that the most. It was, uh, the only thing I, you know, insisted on, and, you know, thankfully was, was, uh, was agreeable, agreeable with, with, with Dwight and with everyone else involved, which is that, uh, I didn't want it to be a huge production like past years where it's like at the sound stage and like, with thousands and thousands of dollars of guarantees yeah, of debt yeah. from like flying bands out from all over the world to play and stuff. I just wanted to keep it simple where it's just like integrity and, and friends bands that were within driving distance. So I wasn't, you know, putting the bill for thousands of dollars of plane tickets and nonsense that I'd have to stress about recouping instead of just having a good time. Well, right, so a, cool. a couple of the bands are guys that are involved in integrity, right? Um, Devil Master and Ilsa, but Joshi played on Integrity's records, but doesn't play with us live anymore. Right. So technically, yes. But uh, Francis from uh, Integrity he plays in Devil Master as well. We're playing Friday. Yeah, I, that's so, I, I, tried, um, I tried listening to Devil Master the other day. I don't quite get it. I thought, but yeah, I wasn't good. sure how you would take that one. <laughs> what did you think? Was it too? It's, it's too uh, devilly. It's, it it's just goes cool. too. It, it goes too far for me. Like no, like you know me. I'm a. I'm very easy on bands. Like you, yeah. couldn't, you couldn't get me to say I don't like it because it's. I. I just. I. I do like it. I just don't like it 
like I like everything else, <laughs> which is a total cop out thing sure to I say. Take that. But I knew you know I know how your tastes are from being friends for so long, but uh, I like it. It reminds me of Devil Master. It reminds me, of, yeah, it reminds me of Devil Master. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's very unique. It reminds me of um, Mighty Sinkter before you know, like their uh, their weirder moments and like right, this right. band from Japan called Zao. Uh, it's real and weird. It's chaotic. It's like spooky haunted house kind of punk. It's weird. It's like there's, there's nothing really like it. I like. I really like that about them. It's cool. Well, I didn't hear anything about them until you started talking about them, and then suddenly they're on relapse and they're playing these shows. And I and I now I do see people talking about them, and it seems like they just showed up. But I guess they've been around for a little while. They run in a completely different circle. They're into that very. Uh, Hey, my friend's friend sent you a letter. Will you play their basement in Oregon via this satanic pigeon? Yeah. And uh, it works. You know I mean? It's like a whole other world I'm not really privy to. I'm old and boring. But they, they thrive in that world. Like, they had two seven-inches out. I, you know, I see Francis all the time. He's always right. telling me about it. And he brings me their records. And uh, it's been fun watching them progress. Plus, they're named after one of my favorite movies of all time. What's that? Which I have to call out Francis for not seeing because uh, I have to call him out on air on this one in hopes that he, he rectifies this. But <laughs> yeah, Devil Master the movie is, is a must. It's like uh, the movie I saw. I was like, I might have been seventh grade. And me and my best friend Jay had rented it. The big thing to do would be to go to uh, the video store. And, you know, you could look through the horror movies, which at the time was just like an endless abundance of great, like the worst, the worst of the worst, but the best <laughs> of the best. You know, it was awesome. And uh, we picked this movie that was called Devil Master. At the time, it was called Coven, because it was actually released under many different names. But it's the same movie as Devil Master. And it's pretty much a guy that looks like James Hetfield and Dave Mustaine, if they refused into one guy, (laughs) who is part of a satanic cult, and he has a party in his castle. And there's, like, this dude that looks like Frank Zappa. There's all these, like, weird, like, kind of weird 70s rockers there. And... If you if the movie was that's that's for just for fun, say it's sixty minutes for sake of an even number. Yeah, forty minutes of that sixty minutes is him convincing this girl that they should have sex in a tent that is inside that <laughs> indoors. It's, like, it's erected indoors, and he's saying, you know, for the purpose of true evil, we need to consummate this this this, this meeting. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, but we must for the name of evil. We have to do this. He's like, I don't want to. And like, it's seriously like a good like portion of the movie is him arguing with this girl. <laughs> they need to do it in order to summon the devil. And then the last 20 minutes is that he summons the devil to kill everyone because he's mad that the girl won't sleep with him. So well, that's, a hell of, a, that's a hell of a plot line. And it reminds it, me. It, it is a hell of a nice. <laughs> uh, Well done. The, <laughs> the, uh, the talking about old spooky movies reminds me of a conversation we had recently in which you were introducing your children to Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest, what is it? Ernest Gets Scared Stupid? Ernest Scared, scared Stupid. stupid. Yeah. Scared the one with the trolls. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is my, my favorite. The rocks. Yeah, that was my favorite Ernest movie. Have you had any luck? You like, think you think it would go over? Well, it tanked. Like not a uh, single one of them was impressed by it. They love the cover. <laughs> they're like, "This is going to be awesome." And uh, they, they, I guess they thought it was totally lame because they're like, uh, they watched Return of the Living Dead Part Two. I figured, you know, that was one with less. Uh, I don't mind the zombies and the gore, but I'm not yeah. really ready to explain to them why people are getting naked and stuff. A little young for. <laughs> So, you know, Return of Living Dead 1 has that graveyard scene where I'm like, yeah, I'm not really ready to explain that. Let's watch 2 instead. It takes place in a suburban neighborhood. It's just surrounded by kids doing, like, kid stuff. And, uh, pretty, you know, when I was a kid, I remember pretty being pretty shook by the zombies in that movie. And uh, my oldest, my 8-year-old, wanted to watch it. We sat down. And we're like, she's like, oh, this isn't scary. This is pretty cool. And uh, my middle, 
who's six, is like, oh, I don't want to watch it. You know, she got spooked and ran upstairs. But my four-year-old sits down right when they open the uh, the canister with the toxic gas, and the first zombie comes out. He's like, Ugh, and they're in that, like, storm drain. And he's like, whoa, could I be that guy for Halloween? <laughs> he's like, totally not even phased by it. <laughs> Meanwhile, this stuff used to give me like nightmares on end when I was a kid. So I think I might have missed a boat with Ernest Scared Stupid. I think I, I tried to put that on too late in the game. It totally tanked, but I think it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, anytime where the I, I know we, what, what's how do they solve it? They spray the guys with milk. Isn't that the isn't that the solution? Was it milk? And doesn't he like love? Don't you have to love love the, the monster? And then the monster turns back into like oh yeah, that's form? right, that's right. It's a, it's got look a, with kindness. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it had something to do with gets milk. Upset. I feel like it did. Honestly, I fell asleep when we were watching it too. I'm just as guilty as they are. But uh, I think we're all posers. Yeah, we're posers in the, in, the, in the Ernest series. I think it's disappointing. It's very disappointing. We tried. We gave. We gave. We gave an earnest an earnest effort. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey. Obviously, I know like your whole fucking story, right? But uh, for the sake of this little podcast. We need. I need to ask some questions that I might already know the answers to, and that's sure. I understand. Yeah, and so you you joined Integrity officially when? Um, I actually don't know was, the answer to this one. It was somewhere between 2014 and 15 in that window between uh, the time they played the Systems Overload reunion at oh, the yeah, 8, yeah, 3, yeah. 9, 10th anniversary, and then. Uh, in 2015, there was that show that took place with the, most of the Blackest Curse lineup in uh, 2015. There was a show that was with Chokehold and God's Hate at uh, the Baltimore Soundstage and yeah. Churchburn played. And um, pretty much how it came about was pretty random. They had It was the Blackest Curse lineup from that record, and they had uh, a different dude playing lead guitar who at the last maybe week or two before couldn't do it. And all of a sudden, he just kind of... Yeah went off the grid and I was like, I know all the songs. If you want me to just, I can play the show. No problem. I know all these songs like the back of my hand. I play them all the time. I just love the band. And, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, it was a perfect transition. And then from there, it just kind of, kind of picked up steam and took things to where the band is right now. What is was it? Just it was just a filling in. It was meant to just be a filling in moment. that just turned into a full-time job. That would have made total sense. I mean, it seemed like eventually you should be playing for integrity anyway. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I knowing you, and I think people, even people that don't personally know you, are probably aw- that are familiar with your music, are probably aware of how big of an Integrity fan you've always been. With you, just you know, the, your other bands, Pulling Teeth, Day of Mourning, um, the records you put out for Integrity, everything you did on A three eight nine. So it made sense that you eventually played for them. And I know you've probably answered this question a hundred times, but being that they are what your second favorite band, correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kiss is always always number one. I mean, and I, and I know you've known Dwid for years, but did you ever imagine actually playing in the band would happen for you? No, honestly, I thought the the, the moment had passed just because, uh, you know, by the time this really came about, like I said, as, a, as just a fluke where it was like, I happened, you know, I, I decided I was going to focus on being a dad and not really worry about bands after pulling Keith was done. And, you know, I was always, you know, secretly, je- not secretly jealous because I would, you know, tease him about it but alex got to join alex when pulling teeth got to join integrity when pulling teeth was over right. and you know i ended up settling down and i was like oh you know it sucks that we're both not pulling in uh integrity together it'd be really fun and uh and then uh it just, yeah never materialized although funny story from that because he did escape being in a band with me which could be quite an ordeal in itself 
by joining Integrity without me. And at the time, I had played with Ilsa when Ilsa Ilsa had a situation where they were playing some shows in Canada, and the day before they left, the guitar player said he forgot to get his passport, which left him in a total bind. So uh, I told Josh I would learn like the song, the songs they were going to do and join them for that that run of shows. And uh, we ended up going up and playing some shows with Integrity. This was probably in 2013, and uh, Ilsa's van had broken down, and. Uh, we were at a second rest stop in the garage, I'm sorry, while they were working on the van, and Integrity ended up coming to pick us up so we could go kill some time in town while they were fixing the van. So we all crammed in Integrity's van, and it was me and Alex in this crammed in this tiny bunk like sardines, and I looked at him and was like, ah, I bet you never thought this would happen again, did you? <laughs> <laughs> he was so so irked by it. But, uh, yeah, you know, just after that, that, uh, that incident happened where I filled in, and like I said, it was so seamless, and I just, the floodgates just kind of opened, you know, I never really picked up the guitar. and was writing stuff. And I ended up like writing like, geez, it was almost like 30 songs for the next LP. By the time we, we, we really got the ball rolling on that, you know, some of it was junk. Some of it got tossed and right. some of it got reworked into like, you know, the songs that ended up on the album. Like as far as like the initial ideas after not touching guitar for like several years was just, it just felt right. You know, I just felt like the best thing. And I said, as long as we don't tour a lot, I can totally do this. And thankfully, Dwight's in a similar situation where he doesn't want to tour a lot. We just tour what we can uh, manage to accommodate with our with our regular life. We both have, you know, outside obligations that keep us from being a band that tours all the time. So all it right. worked out perfectly, you know? So it's just, yeah, it's actually, it feels like one of those right time, right places in life where just it, it, the opportunity came at the perfect time. Well, I couldn't is, have done it any other time. This is the most active I can remember integrity being, you know, like, in, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't around when they were really, you know, going at it in the early 90s or whatever. But the last few years with you and the band seems like you guys, they've been the most productive. I mean, in the last 20 years, I think I could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. I feel like they played a lot of shows like they did. Uh, I know, like. During Blackest Curse tour, they did like a, a whole like European tour, like for like a month at least, maybe more. I don't pay Earth. attention to Europe. I don't know. What's I going know. On over there. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking statistics, though. <laughs> and uh, the the Suicide Black Snake tour lineup, which was the lineup before the lineup I'm in currently, was uh, they toured several times. So as far as putting in work, those bands definitely put in like uh, they definitely logged in a lot of miles, like playing a lot of shows. Whereas Integrity got, thankfully. Um, you know, when we linked up with Relapse and we put out the new record, it got it went over really well and it opened a lot of doors for us to just be able to play less, but play more high-profile stuff in a smaller quantity. Right. And then, uh, you know, the invitations just keep coming and it's been really awesome. And not to mention, if we get asked to do a tour now, it's like I can only do like a week tops. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's worked out where it looks like we're busy because we're constantly doing something awesome. There's not a lot of like grunt work, whereas, you know, integrity's always put in a lot of grunt work. So I definitely, uh, agree. But at the same time, I think it's just on, on the, the work that they've done up at this point. Can't go unappreciated because they definitely put in a lot of time just slugging it out. All right. That's fair. I'll accept that. Unbeknownst okay. to you yeah, and your yes. European hating peers, you know, <laughs> that just aren't, aren't watching. <laughs> There's nothing for me over there. Actually, now I gotta pay attention to it a little bit. I think, but that's all right. Um, so when when howling, what's that name? Howling for the nightmare shall consume. Did I get that right? How, howling for the nightmare shall consume. Yeah, you're. You know, I think you threw an extra word in there. You're pretty close. All right. Well, I said from the beginning, I don't know what drugs you got to be on to understand that title. 
but that is a great record. And it seemed like that that reignited a lot of people's uh, interest in integrity when you guys released that, which I was very happy to see. And I was on board with everybody else. I think that one that one uh, was very interesting. Well, like I was listening to it earlier, and I was listening to a lot of your stuff earlier, and I liked the direction you took with a lot of it, embracing like really embracing like the like more traditional metal parts, and uh, even going to the cover you just recently released with Bark at the Moon. I just think it's cool to hear this kind of sound coming out of Integrity. Thanks. It's like uh, I just didn't want to do the same thing. It, it was really intimidating for me because I hold like I, you know, it's my other than Kiss, it's my favorite band, so I hold it in such a high regard. And uh, that goes across the whole band's output. I'm not like a person that says, "Oh, I only like the first record," or you know, right. "I only like the years." I like I like all of it. I think everything the band did is awesome, and like just that uh, you know, it's a constant evolution, and like some things connected with the audience is better than other, but it's just a matter of time before someone goes back. Like people like, like 2000 now, which is crazy. Cause when people 2000 came out, everyone hated it. You know what I mean? And I see like people that are like, Oh, that's my favorite integrity record. I'm like, that's insane. But <laughs> that is I insane. also understand it is, but I see the value in it. I see that people that like, like, you know, like a down tunes mechanical kind of thing would, that would appeal to them. And it's cool that like integrity did a lot of stuff like that before it became popular. Like with that closure record being like goth, more gothy Sam Hain kind of records. Yeah. I liked everything, even if the band was considered the band's lower points or like to me, I've just, I always rather than seeing them as lower points, I've seen them as like underappreciated. And, uh, it's always fun to see it come full circle and seeing people appreciate it. So have you been able to, have you been able to, uh, convince him to dig out any of those older songs from that, those eras? uh, You'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to find out this weekend. I may (laughs) or may not. If, uh, been able to convince them of something, something special. <laughs> I will admit that I have failed on some attempts, but I've may have succeeded in others. But uh, I'll, I'll uh, we'll have to do a recap after the weekend, and uh, I don't do want to blow any surprises. Yeah, but, yeah, no, no. Oh. But I, I definitely was like, you know, I didn't want to be like, oh, I didn't want to be like, consider, oh, he's just trying to throw back and do what they already did. So thankfully, he was open at like just doing something totally, just you know, a fresh page in the book, which is definitely like you said, eighties metal influence. Yeah, even more so in the next LP, the one that we're demoing right now is like, just uh, some of the songs just, just seriously sound like Dawkin, like but like hard. <laughs> it's like if you if you took all like the wimpy parts out of Dawkin and just kept like the mean mean parts and like kind of toughened out, it's kind of <laughs> it's cool. But I mean, it's like Howling. There's a lot of different. It's not just going to be you know one thing. There's a lot of different things going on. Is that is so that what's for next for uh, as far as recording wise? I mean, I know you got well. First, you got a you got a record you're releasing it for the shows this weekend. That's correct. Is that a secret? What's on there, or is that no, no? It's there? a it's a badly kept secret. But um, <laughs> between all the uh, every time we do record something, like ever since we started with Howling and across the board, there's always a, a bunch of material that never gets uh, yeah finished for whatever reason. Like, we'll record a cover, cause just because I want to hear it. I'm like, you know, I'm like, let's record, Bark, like we did Bark, literally we did Bark at the Moon because I wanted to, a reason to be able to play the guitar solo. Yeah. I was practicing <laughs> it and not quite nailing it. I'm like, you know what, if we record this, then I have to nail it. Yeah. So we just recorded it, you know, on on the clock when we were doing the uh, the Creek Split songs. And never really intending to do anything with it, but it came out, like, I'm like, with, like, I'm like, can you sing on this so I can, like, you know, I want to try to flesh this out and work on my guitar playing. So he, he uh, Ended up doing a verse and a chorus just, just for kicks, and it came out awesome, right? I'm like, dude, yeah. we, got, we should actually do this, you know? So we uh, stripped it down and recorded everything, and he did the vocals. 
and that's just an example of like how how that came to be. Like there's a so there's the Aussie cover that was done during the Krieg session. There's a a Rocky Erickson cover of Night of the Vampire that we also did during the Krieg session. For the same reason, like me and Josh hang out a couple times a month, and we either uh, I bring whatever riffs I have to his house and we uh, record you know we record demos of what I have, and then we just start obviously messing around with other songs that we like. And we noticed how much Night of the Vampire has like a integrity systems overload era kind of riff to it that like like it's got that big like glacier kind of you know systems kind of riff is what I call yeah, them. Yeah. And I'm like, let's record that for fun and just you know mess around with it and like do something we're doing not barking like how usually I was like uh it's like a what's the word I'm looking for he he uh. Like a, it's a special kind of. Uh, it's, it's totally slipping from my head right now. He bellows. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when like you just, it's it's like a more of a drawn out bellow. He kind of rides the song rather than being like a blah 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 blah. You know, like he doesn't. Right. He's not like a punchy. He he like you know he sails through the song, and I'm like this would be a fun song to him to put his vocals to. And uh, we did that, and we did Burn the Flames from Return, the Return of the Living Dead movie, because we like that one, too. But <laughs> Night of the Vampire just was fun. We did that. There's a whole bunch. There's, like, a whole, like, treasure trove of unfinished covers that Josh and I just recorded for fun that may see the light. So we did uh, Ozzy and Rocky Erickson. And then we did uh, a, a cover of this band, Zao, that I had mentioned earlier. We were talking about Devil Master. Yeah. And uh, it's a very chaotic, kind of, like, Yizum dark like metallic punk from the early 80s with a lot of crazy effects on the vocals and uh we had played osaka uh on the howling tour in japan and cherry the singer of zao was in attendance at the show so we're like oh you know we're gonna we're gonna totally impress this dude let's learn making the song's <laughs> called making love with devil and we're like let's learn it on the spot we'll play it right <laughs> we you know yeah yeah we kind of fumbled our way through it as best we could but i want after that i'm like man i wish we had a real recording of that song so we uh that came about in a different session, which was with Dave Bland from Full Health. Yeah, and uh, my friend Dougie, he's um, he played bass, and we did the the Zao cover, and then we also did a new Integrity song called "All Death Is Mine," which is going to be coming out on Adult Swim this week. I'm not sure when this Ooh. podcast is going to air. It'll but, be uh, this will be out on Wednesday. Oh, same with the uh, with the song. The song comes out. Oh, Wednesday. nice. So. Nice. After you're done with the podcast, you can tune into the song. Vice versa. <laughs> there you go. No, wait a minute. If you hear the song, you won't know about the podcast. So <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's an illusion, an oral illusion. Hmm. Well, I remember the uh, the Bark at the Moon, the Bark at the Moon cover you had told me about a while ago. And I remember, shit, the last time I saw you guys was Tsunami Fest a couple years ago. But I remember leading up to that, you were telling me you were trying to get it done or not not the recording but get the you know learning the song done in time for that to throw it in there but i then it never happened so i just thought it never i thought that song disappeared so then i was pleasantly surprised when you were did you release that around halloween or something yeah we actually dropped it on halloween just for fun we're like let's just put it out there you know and then uh like we had no intention to really do anything with this covers it's not like we're going to do like a covers record or like right I mean, technically, we did a covers record, but I mean, we were going to, like, mass market it as, like, a new release. We're just like, you know what, let's do something that's just going to be for sale at the show. It's, like, 250 copies, and it's just there just for people at the show to buy. Just You know, it's not going to be on, like, a, a formally released record on Relapse. It's going to get a ton of attention. We just wanted to do something fun. And at the same time, there's a side Warfare track on the B-side to usher in 
they're doing a new record as well. So it's kind of uh, oh, that's right. They're, on, they're going relapse now too. Yep, yep. Actually, Dwid's wrapping up their their new record for that. That'd be funny if Dwid was rapping on the new record for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he'd be doing that, but uh, <laughs> it, it should be a really cool listen. He showed me some demos for it. It's uh, it's definitely not one what someone would, one would expect. It's very uh, diverse. The stuff I've heard has been pretty interesting. Uh, they've all that, been interesting. It's just not electronic, but it's not just exclusively an electronic noise type thing. There's all kinds of uh, okay. kinds of wild uh, stuff going on. It's cool. What so so then after this uh, this these group of songs on this release is there are you guys writing for an album then or are you doing something yeah, else? Yeah, right now it's like uh, I have about twenty or twenty five. Let's I'm gonna round it down to twenty to like I have about twenty new songs that we gotta par down to about ten. Damn, it's usually a process of elimination. It starts right. with like you know like twenty or thirty really short songs, and then I start grouping the parts together that work well. And then I start cutting parts out, and then you record those versions. Then you're like, ah, you know, I think the part from that song would work better in this song. And so it's a lot of like just shuffling stuff. It usually takes about a year before the songs are where they need to be. But they're getting close. We're hopefully we're going to actually record the album this year, at least the music, and get get that ready to go for next year. And you do all the you do all the recording, the music here, right? And Dwid does the vocals over there. Well, yeah, yeah he li- I, didn't, I didn't even mention he lives over in Europe somewhere, right? In Belgium, yeah. Belgium, yeah, yeah. Oh. Does that make it difficult? Are you guys, with like, especially just on the time zones? Like, I did the last podcast with the guy with Lewis from Ironed Out. On, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you know, he's in England, and it's just the six hour, the five or six hour difference, you know. So we had to make sure to link up on a on a Saturday. Is that do you run into that type of issue with Dwight, or is he up all? Hours no, you know, we just, he's up all the time. First and foremost, he's like a very restless dude. But also, we talk every single day. He's been like my best friend for like, right. since I can remember. I literally talk to the dude every day. So it's like, we have you know our routine. So usually first thing in the morning is when uh, it's the middle of the day there. So if I talk to him before work, you know, we can handle whatever we're going to handle and crack whatever jokes we're going to crack. Uh, <laughs> and then usually by the time, you know, I get home from work at the end of the day, his day is done and they're asleep. So usually our time to group up is when... I'm waking up, and then they're in the middle of their day there. That's usually where uh, most of our stuff happens. Well, going back, I mean, you've always had, like, this crazy work ethic that you know, I don't think you – know, it'd be hard to do it justice. But I back when 8389 was, like, kicking, like, big time, when you were putting out, what, like, 30 albums a year or something, 30 releases uh, a year? Yeah, it's hard to believe that that was ever real. But, yeah, it's true. Like, you, you would, what, like, sleep, like, four hours a day, if that – and then, you know, you would, it's, it seemed like from, you know, I mean, from my perspective, it was like you were awake before I was awake and you were working on A389 stuff and then you were at real work and then you were back in the warehouse. And I, like, I, I didn't, I never understood how you were able to keep up that pace. Are you still doing that shit now? Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I, having kids totally wiped me out. I remember, I remember I, my actual breaking point was, uh, me and uh, Superior Alex used to help me do eight three eight nine mail order. Where um, we did the Full of Hell Merzabau record, yeah, and um, we literally were up all night for like a week. And I would go to work. I would literally like just stay at this freezing warehouse. <laughs> that fucking that place the... was cold. Remember, they would be like it's climate yeah. controlled, yeah. and what they don't tell you is as soon as business hours are off, <laughs> they drop the heat completely. Yeah. And we used to like. Uh, we would run an extension cord out to the hallway and have multiple space heaters running in this unit just, just to be able to move our hands because it was right. freezing. <laughs> and then uh, 
this one day, this one guy got real overzealous and, you know, cranked by the ears and blew the fuse. And we were like, just completely screwed. We had all these orders to do. I'm like, you know, stressing out because I'm not seeing the kids and all this stuff's happening. So we get to literally run back to the house and get more extension cords and run extension cords through the parking lot into the next <laughs> building that happened to have an outdoor outlet. So the insanity that went involved, like, with that label, like, I have stories for days about, like, that kind of stuff, just torture. But I was just like, Ah, uh, there's no need to work this. No, no amount of money or like satisfaction in the world is worth this hassle, man. It's like you know, I just want to go to go to bed at a normal time. <laughs> I've done this for so many years, I just can't anymore. So, uh, unlike me though, Dwight doesn't slow down. Dwight, that dude never sleeps. It's, it's funny because our communication is through a technological device. You know, we usually yeah. talk on FaceTime or on a phone. So he's almost like a Siri or some weird sort of device that's just in my phone that's there all the time. Because the dude yeah. is just there all the time. But, like, he's constantly just working on stuff. He's like, you know, every as soon as I wake up, there's, like, 20 ideas for something every day. He's like, what do you think if we do this? Or we do that? Or, hey, I did this. Check it out. Or, of course, you know, there's tons of, tons of comedy as well. But it's great. You know, like, luckily, uh, he, keep, he keeps me motivated to keep keep doing stuff. And, uh it's a, it's a good partnership. It's worked out really well. It was fun going from being friends to being a label guy to being in the actual band. Right. Just like, uh, cause I also know from all the years of working together, I've just, you know, I know my place. I'm not like going to be like trying to take over integrity and be like, this is how I think integrity needs to be. Uh, you know, it's like, I know it's his band and how he wants things to be. So I just try to accommodate what the vision is. And, uh, Give them a lot of cool stuff to choose from, you know. Well, you, you and I have talked stuff. about this stuff before with like with certain bands. The band, no matter what, just kind of is the singer. You know, you can't like yeah. do any. You can't do anything about it. Like, you, no matter how much you want to change integrity, you can't take out Dwid. Like that, you just can't remove that piece. And that you, know, you can't. And there's certain bands. I mean, there's some bands you can get away with that. Very few, but for like the most part, you know? yeah. <laughs> But, you know, you also got to remember, too, like, it's like, uh, you know, whenever we do, like, you know, if I, if, I, if I get headstrong about something, he'll be like, dude, I've done this band for 30 years. Trust me. And then, like, you know, begrudgingly, I'm like, oh, fuck, he's right. You know, <laughs> and he is. He's, you know, he knows what he's doing. Right. So, like, thankfully, it just works out well. Where it's just like, you know, everything where he's happy with what I'm bringing to the table. And then when when, when he ends up putting the vocals on it, it's like icing on the cake. I, I just totally, I, it's like, uh, I go from working on the record to being a fan again. I'm like, oh man, it's like, <laughs> this is what, you know, this is, this is what I was hoping it would sound like. This is exactly what I hoped. So, you know, it always works out, works out exactly like it's supposed to. Well, uh, yeah. And it's, like I said, so far, so far, so good with this stuff. And, you know, and I know I got friends of mine who aren't, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends, but guys that aren't, you don't know that, you know, tell me, yeah, they talk about like integrity now. They'll ask me if I know anything going on or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. You know, I keep your secrets. But the uh, yeah, yeah, they, they say uh, the the one thing that I like that they say is that uh, it doesn't matter. They they trust. He, one guy particularly says, "I trust Dom with integrity." Like you know, it's <laughs> like because of you being such a big fan and you know your appreciation for the band that they they're well, more I, in I, now yeah. than they have been in the past. That's flattering. I appreciate it. And, you know, I try not to let anyone down because at the end of the day, you know, I'm a fan of the band like everybody. It's my favorite band, second favorite band, like everybody else, you know, and it's like, I always have to give Kiss the the, the, the credence, you know, especially with the final tour and all. But, yeah, the final tour. I, I wanted to bring that up because I saw they're coming coming around here this year. Um, who would, all right, I mean, I know you like the Kiss dictionary. 
Who is in the final tour at this point? Uh, it's the lineup that they've been doing for, uh, as far as I know, and as far as what they've unveiled. It's the same, you know, it's Paul and Gene, and then it's Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer. So it's the lineup that's been touring steadily ever since the uh, the original thing fizzled out, and, they, and Peter Chris and Ace Australia went to the wayside. Although I read tons of stuff about Ace wanting to come back, and you know what I think about Kiss sometimes like integrity, and I'm just like, you know, people always clamor for different eras of the band, which is fine and good because all the eras of the band were cool and had something, you know, something unique to offer. But, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, they're like, no, this is where the band is now. You know what I mean? This is the band that's going to play. And, that's, and you know, I've, I've seen them with Thayer and with Singer, and it's great. You know what I mean? It's obviously not, it's not the original dudes, but I mean, like, they play the songs awesome. And, like, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's like, I, I, I took my wife when she was pregnant with our first, our first child, and we had, it was one of the fondest concerts I've ever been to. I wanted to take the kids now because they're all, like, Except my oldest, ironically. She was the one that got to <laughs> be there in the womb. Now she hates them. But my other two love Kiss. And I want to take them so bad, but it's like the amount of money that would be involved in buying everybody good tickets and then finding out Integrity might have a show and I can't even go. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's too much of a gamble. <laughs> so unfortunately, uh, I don't believe it's the end of the road either. I really think they're going to milk it until, oh, they got the end of, until the end of time. And just beyond, like- I bet there'll be like other dudes in makeup. Yeah, well, just like Slayer right now on the longest farewell tour that I've seen in a while. It was very smart. I thought I it was a it. hardcore thing. I don't know, man. It's like I used to get really annoyed when hardcore bands did that. Where it's like, ah, last show, last chance. It's almost like a desperate, like, Floyd of, like, please come see us. Where Kiss doesn't need that, of course. You know, they're like gods. But, like, yeah. just it just played out, man. It's just like, you know what? If you're going to end it, just end it. That's why when Pulling Teeth was over, it was just over. It was like. But was it, though? Like, because you did a reunion. Yeah, but we didn't make a big deal out of ending. I guess is the point. Okay, I got you. Okay, <laughs> you know, I got you. yeah, we sold out the the, the the ideal of not playing again because we're just like, you know what? Why not? Let's just do it once. Right. I got nostalgic, and it was a decent show. And uh, but uh, you know, it's just like uh, people that make a big production of being like, this is our second to last show in this town. Like, there's always like a caveat <laughs> they keep adding to it. I'm like, dude, just end it already, man, please. You know what? I have a I have I have a f- poster from a show. I won't name the band, but I do. It does say exactly that second to last show in Baltimore. Like and it's you know, like a whole it's a, like a printed you know screen printed poster with second to last show in Baltimore. And How is that like a tag that's like worthy of promoting? Where it's just like you know first first show after so and so sandwich. You know what I mean? It's just like such a ridiculous like. Well, I'll just call them out. It's it's Ruiner. That's who it's from. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, Bruner! I love Bruner. I can't, I can't mock, I can't mock Rob Sullivan. I'm sorry. I know, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bless Rob Sullivan forever. All right, and, and his well, second to last show in Baltimore. If, if, yes, that, if yes. that's what his heart desires, it still hangs on my wall. So I'm, I, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wanted to ask you about the the beer with Oliver. You had that guy. I met the guy who does that with for you. What's his name? Yes, Steve. His name is Steve Jones. Yeah. Uh, we met at what your daughter's birthday party, and uh, yes, was it? I mean, was this him, or how did how did the second beer come up? Now, I guess it was such a weird situation. Um, again, you know, everything always ties back to to, to being a dad, and Dwight calls it dad brags. He says I'm always dad bragging because it's always like all my stories involve being a dad somehow. It's like yeah. you know, but uh, when my oldest daughter was in uh, pre K. 
she uh, we went. She went to this uh, this YMCA preschool that was next to my work. It's real convenient for me. And I'd always see this other dude in the hall that had Kiss shirts on and like Easy Rider Records shirt, which is my buddy Daniel Hall's Doom label. He'd have like Monolore shirts on, or um, what was that band that was had a crazy name? It was called Salem's Pot, which is like a yeah. pretty ridiculous <laughs> name, but an awesome band. Like, oh, I love those records a lot. But um, you know, it was kind of like a weird like. I've seen it because my wife has made me watch like, you know, these not quite rom-coms, but you know, like parent movies. And there's like one where like dads have like man crushes. and They want to be friends yeah, with these other dads yeah. that are cool. And I would see this dude in the hall and we give each other the nod. And I'm like, we should be friends. You know, we totally like, like the same stuff. And we have a kid the same age. And your other kids the same age as my other kid. Why is this not happening? Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, fast forward to when we did the decibel beer and metal fest. And um, Albert, who coordinated that from Decibel Magazine, put us in touch with Steve and said, you know, Steve would like to do the what was ended up being the Howling Beer, the one we did for the festival. And uh, we just did it off. You know, we're just like both like huge, huge Kiss fans. And um, most, you know, fans of most 80s metal, like we've known on that stuff constantly. So, you know, we just became buddies. And then, uh, you know, that came about that went really well. And uh, we keep in touch all the time, and uh, he's super supportive. Just, just a cool dude, you know. I, I do. I my, my instincts on my man crush were totally right. right on this one. <laughs> and uh, fast forward to um, they were doing a new series that's called Long Live Rock and Roll, and the opportunity came up timing wise with this show to do a second Integrity beer. And um, yeah, of lo course. and behold, yeah, yeah. It's, um, Sorry about that. The name totally slipped my mind, and I didn't want to embarrass myself. But the new <laughs> yeah. beer is called Morbid Curiosity, Ooh. and uh, yeah, I, it'll I thought, be available. I think I saw you post that today. Yeah, it'll and, be available at the show. They canned them today. And what what is what was the image on that label? Um, it's something online, in line rather. I'm sorry, with uh, just everything with like the the the, the style of artwork that started with Howling. Yeah, that like uh, kind of synonymous with this era of the band, like Howling, the split with Krieg, the Integrity Side Warfare record from the show in January. Well, it is January now. I've been promoting it on the DL for so long. I'm still calling it that record. It's coming out. <laughs> you know, look out! <laughs> but it's uh, actually this weekend. But um, it's uh, in line with that. It features what we call the Howling character or the Howling guy. And, uh, it's just a continuation of the story. Well, I'm, I'm asking you that for a reason because I, I did know what it was. And it looks an awful lot like a werewolf. Which you know, brings me to the question that you get you originally asked me and that now I've been asking people on the podcast, and I feel like oh, it's man. fitting that we come back around full circle and ask you if a werewolf were feeling ill, would he go to a doctor or a veterinarian? It's a loaded question. It's like, it really is. It's like I'm, it's you know it's like a, it's something we, that doesn't get tossed around lightly. Obviously, we've been throwing this back and forth for many years without really coming to a resolution on it. And uh, I'm going to say a veterinarian because I feel like a veterinarian. Well, see, I don't know because like a veterinarian would be able to help said werewolf in full wolf mode and potentially know a little bit about human, you know, ailments or whatnot <laughs> to be able to help. But I feel like who would know more? Would a veterinarian know more about? helping a human or would a human know more about helping an animal? That's really where you got to draw the line because I feel like you need to be well-versed in both. Well, you know, I forget, you can argue. I forget who it was on, on here. One, somebody that I asked, they came up with a great point. 
about how I'm all ears. You you know when like in like a mobster movie or something, and somebody gets shot and they can't go to the doctor, and they always go to a vet. Yep. And it's like, well, all right, if the vet is capable of taking care of that, and also obviously the animals, then that might be the correct answer. I feel like I would have to tip my hat to your friend. I think that is a very great answer because I feel like. A human might try to narc a narc out the, the werewolf or kill the werewolf. You know, it's not going to help the werewolf. A human would see the werewolf as a threat, whereas I feel like the veterinarian would understand and try to help the werewolf. So I'm going to I'm going to definitely say the werewolf on this one. The the vet, the vet. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm totally spaced out. Dude, I have to take my van to get fixed today. Uh, I get a get a service before the show cuz I got to do a lot of carting around. Yeah. And I was telling my wife, I'm going to just drop it off at the uh, at the mechanic and just Uber home. It's no big deal. And then I literally was at the grocery store. I bought a bunch of groceries, put them in the car, and then realized I'm not even driving the van. <laughs> I'm driving the car. So just to give you an indication of what kind of day it's been. So, yeah, I meant to say the vet. I'm definitely going to vote on the vet on this one. All right. Well, that's – that's uh, I'll allow it. Tell your friend. You know, kudos. I, I don't very, know who it was. I, honestly, answer. I think it. I think it was. I think it might have been the one guy from uh, that Denver doom metal band, Cam, Cam, Chemist, Ben Hutcherson. Ah, great band, him. great. But, I, great but band. I don't know. They are great. I love that band. Yeah, but, and uh, you know, obviously they're quite knowledgeable, respectable. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping well, you were going to say Steve Jones, so I can have another reason to say how often he is. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> he even knows about werewolves. Is there anything this guy can't do? Jeez. <laughs> I wish that that would have really tied it in. That would have tied it in, yes. All right, man. Well, I think that's about it for this. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for having me on the show. It was great talking to you. And, uh, yeah, check out the new song. It should be out when you're done with the podcast. Tune in to uh, Adult Swim and, and you can I, check out the new Integrity song. I assume for um, anybody who's semi-local listening that tickets will be gone by the time this airs. But if not, where can they get them at? Um, for Friday's show, you would just go to the Metro Gallery, which is, you know, it's kind of weird. I think some weird Asian, like, buy this website thing comes up if you type in metrogallery.com. <laughs> so it's actually the metrogallery.net. As, the metrogallery.net is the, uh, I've just learned how to use the Instagram tag thing, and I've accidentally tagged the wrong Metro Gallery all the time. <laughs> it's like this weird, like, buy this website with, all, you know, all these, like, uh, Asian characters and stuff. I can't read it. I don't know what it is. So it's just, uh, yeah, themetrogallery.net is what you're looking for. All right, cool. And, of course, everybody can go check. You, you, integrity uh, is all on the social media shit, right? There. All over. Yeah, social yeah. media. That's all. Uh, Dwid and Javier take care of that, and uh, they do a good job keeping it up to date. So um, anywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, Geez, I wish I had something clever that is not that yeah. popular to throw in there, but it's been that kind of day. You got, so a, you got a Tumblr? You know, no, we don't have a Tumblr, I don't think. <laughs> I forgot all about Tumblr, actually, now you mention it. I remember when you <laughs> yeah. tried to do an A389 Tumblr. And it did. Oh, my God, that was a disaster. I still don't know what a Tumblr is. I don't, I don't even either. know how that thing works. It's like someone tried to explain to me, like, you just kind of tumble and repost stuff. I'm like, I don't understand what that means. But uh, You just repeat people. It's just like an, a, a, a visual echo. That's yeah, cool. nice echo chamber. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't think we have a, tw- it's a Tumblr, so yeah. Well, Point t- noted. Maybe we need to get Javier on that. And a Snapchat, and then you're all good, I think. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right, man. All right, man. Well, take care. And, uh, you too. Good talking to you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. See you later. Later.
So there you go. That's it. That's my conversation with my good friend Dom. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm real excited about the direction that integrity has been heading in the last couple of years. And, uh, it seems like it's going to get even better. So if you're local to Baltimore, well, not even if you're local, fuck it, take a, take a plane from somewhere. What do I care? Run up your bills, get a hotel room, go to the Metro gallery this weekend and check out the two, uh, integrity shows with that, which I believe they're playing uh, separate sets on both nights. So, uh, you know, buy a ticket off a of scalper for Saturday if you don't got one. Or I don't know. Do whatever. You should have figured this out ahead of time. You shouldn't be waiting until Wednesday to figure out if you're going to the show or not. You should have known already. All right? And so don't go on a Facebook event page asking people if they got tickets. Come on, man. It's irresponsible. Or do whatever you want. I don't care. You know, I just think you should go check out that show. And if you don't, uh, if you're in York, Pennsylvania, go check out No Heads and Old Tigers at the Skid Row Garage. Anyway, all right, that's it. Um, I've had enough for tonight. Um, That's it for this week. Episode 51 in the bag. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do so via email. And that is at, uh, what is my email address? Gettingitoutpodcast at gmail.com. Could it be any easier? Could it be any easier than that? And I'll still forget it. There's the Instagram at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. There's a Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. And you know, I actually have a website now that's generated by uh, Pippa, my host. So you can go there and uh, get all the, all the episodes. They're available there for you on the website. And I don't know that address though. So maybe just look for it in the links. And there's also the Twitter at getting it out pod. And uh, probably some other stuff. I don't know. I'm tired. I'm sore. Basketball kicked my ass. All right. That's it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Come around next week. Not sure what we got for you, but it'll be something good. Bye-bye. Results still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic Autobotulinum Toxin A is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.